Hello everybody, welcome to CIO Leadership Live. I am Kirat Attar, Content Strategist at Foundry and I will be your host for this episode. Our guest today is Jayaprakash Sharma, Executive VP of Technology for InfoEdge India Limited. Jay, welcome to this edition of CIO Leadership Live. It is such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much, uh, Complete Foundry team. Uh, it's a pleasure to be on this platform. Thank you. Uh, Jack, can you tell us a little bit about InfoEdge India and your role and responsibility as the executive VP of technology in this company? Absolutely. I mean, InfoEdge is not a, a new name to, especially for the internet industry in India, especially. Uh, it's a prominent Indian online classified organization. Uh, we are uh, engaged in various online ventures. Uh, some of the known uh, portfolios uh, goes on online platforms such as uh, Nokri.com, which is a job portal, 99acres.com, which is a real estate portal, uh, Jeevansathi.com, which is a matrimonial website, uh, and Siksha, which is an educational portal. Uh, at InfoEdge, uh, I lead uh, technology operations as a business unit where I oversee uh, the shared IT services various uh, across various subsidiaries. So all the businesses, whatever we, I talked about, I mean, I'm, I'm a shared service. Uh, my team is a shared service uh, there. Uh, and I specialize on uh, any kind of IT problem solving with an expertise on, uh, you call it uh, so-called hybrid cloud and security technologies. All right, understood. Uh, thank you so much for shedding light on your role. InfoEdge does hold a lot of prominent brands in India, which are very well known. Uh, and I hope we get to go into all of your, you know, various domains of responsibilities as this interview progresses. Uh, so, Jay, when I was learning about InfoEdge, one of the core values that the company espouses is trust. Uh, given that your customers trust your organization with personal employment and financial information, um, how do you tackle the rising instances of cyber fraud, hacking, and payment scams that plague websites and internet service-centered organizations? Uh, could you talk to us about the solutions that you're implementing in this domain? So first of all, I'll I'll not I'll just say it like uh, I'll share a very high-level uh, stuff. I'll try to touch upon the technology uh, pieces itself, though, uh, because like I'm not the official spokesperson for the organization, but I try to share my experience with uh, with the foundry team. Uh, so certainly, like we believe in trust, uh, especially when uh, we are dealing with uh, so much of uh, critical uh, personal information uh, related to the users. Uh, so we are dedicated uh, to tackle all kind of like cyber fraud challenges, which we see it or experience it day to day. Uh, but at the same time, like we need to ensure uh, like our users can trust us. Uh, so we have a very, I would say like a strong layered based uh, cybersecurity plan, which we implement uh, uh, across uh, verticals. Um, on a very regular uh, period, I would say like we conduct uh, security audits, uh, application vulnerability assessments, uh, network vulnerability assessments. Uh, these are few uh, things like just to uh, you know identify and rectify the potential weaknesses in our system. Uh, we also use uh, 
what you call it like uh, uh, access control and authentication uh, mechanisms uh, through which we uh, we ensure like only authorized people uh, should have access to the important information uh, it should not uh, shared with everybody uh, uh, we try to keep up as much possible uh, updated ourselves in uh, in the cybersecurity world uh, so that like uh, you know uh, we should keep ourselves our uh, intellectual properties and our customer data uh, uh, safe from all the new emerging threats uh, the second one, which you specifically talked about, uh, especially on the uh, on on uh, uh, on the phishing and uh, uh, with the personal data and uh, financial information. So uh, the our our core goes uh, with uh, user education and awareness, which I would say uh, that's the integral component of uh, our strategy. Uh, particularly uh, just to recognize the phishing attempts because nowadays that uh, those those attempts are quite advanced and uh, exercising all kind of cautions so that like every uh, user uh, whether it is internal external uh, should be cautious about uh, how to uh, use the personal information um, though we use various uh, tech tools uh, for threat hunting detection mitigations uh, some of them are quite uh, industry accepted, like uh, web access firewalls, uh, bots, uh, uh, perimeter firewalls, uh, um, intrusion detection and uh, prevention systems, um, honeypots. Uh, all those, uh, along with uh, what we also call it like a smart AI or ML-based uh, uh, log analysis tool, uh, which uh, scans the traffic real time, uh, and uh, maybe like many of the action has been automated uh, just to which helps us to take a quick uh, action to stop any kind of uh, fake activities that happens on the website mm -hmm. i mean the, these are few uh, you know few few of the steps like which we keep uh, taking uh, through which like we at least uh, ensure like uh, uh, the online space especially uh, where our data flows should be safe uh, by using all their web technologies. All right, understood. I uh, I gathered that a lot of work is happening on this front because you mentioned a whole bevy of tools, firewalls and log analysis and everything that has been automated in order to protect the data of your customers, which I'm sure contributes to them continuing to have trust in InfoEdge's offerings. Um, Absolutely, because uh, I'll just add a few more. Uh, so what happens is like uh, since... Uh, uh, it's a live traffic, right? You know, uh, you do. It is sometimes it is very difficult to predict, like uh, how much workload is coming. So uh, most of the actions, like uh, if we leave it on manual or maybe like a, uh, what I call it, like a reactive approach, may not work. So that's why, like automation is very, very much required. So you are being more proactive rather than reactive on this. I mean, that's that's what we try. Yeah. Understood. Uh, you know, moving from uh, cybersecurity and protection to emerging technologies, uh, one of your prominent brands is Nokri.com, which is India's largest job search website. How are you utilizing artificial intelligence and machine learning to improve the quality of service on this website, like personalized job recommendations or matching the right candidates with the right employers and innovative recruitment solutions? 
So, I mean, uh, though uh, this vertical, I don't heads, uh, uh, head in InfoEdge. Uh, I mean, there is a separate division for that. So, maybe like I may not be the right, uh, or I would say like official spokesperson again. Uh, but yeah, I can give you a broad level, uh, like what we do, uh, because like this is a collaborative approach. Uh, so we we certainly uh, in Nokri as well we leverage uh, AIML uh, in various ways just to enhance the quality of the service and provide as much possible uh, personalized experience to the users. So I mean some of them is like uh, you you would be or anybody would experience like personalized job recommendation itself. There the AI algorithms uses the behavior analysis, uh, historical job search. Uh, just to provide you a personalized job recommendation per user. Uh, at the same time, like if I'll talk about machine learning, uh, that that continuously keep learning um, and adapting the user preferences as and when they change. Um, and uh, this basically provides uh, the imp uh, improvement in, uh, in the relevance of job uh, suggestions over the time. Um, also, uh, I mean, if I need to say like, job seeker to employment or employer uh, matchmaking i mean in in both the uh, scenarios like uh, you know AI, ai tools uh, uh, helps to uh, to to the recruiters uh, with the job postings uh, where like uh, you can consider the factors like skills experience preferences other stuff uh, at the same time ml models keep optimizing um, uh, and make the match making uh, accurate just by auto learning things. Uh, and uh, if we'll talk about like uh, uh, I mean the overall uh, recruitment solutions, so there are a lot many lot many things like which we had do, uh, done for uh, recruiters as well, uh, where uh, a recruiter uh, can take the leverage of intelligent uh, resume parsing, semantic search. Uh, this basically helps uh, employers to find suitable candidates, much more suitable candidates, I would say. Uh, uh, there are certain automated screening processes as well, like with, where uh, we use ML uh, to identify the top candidates uh, based on whatever the criteria uh, recruiters or uh, employer might have uh, put on. Uh, we also provide the predictive analysis uh, from uh, from both AI and ML uh, uh, analytics, uh, which which provides the insights or rather I would say like uh, hiring trends, salary expectations, candidates availability. Uh, I mean so that like both uh, employer and job seekers can make the informed decisions. A uh, few more, I would say, like, uh, I mean, uh, this is related to, like, how do we keep the engagement on and real time? So every time it may not be possible uh, for for the executives to be always in touch. So uh, by implementation of chat chatbots, uh, virtual assistants, which is powered by AI, AI itself, where uh, you uh, both for the uh, for the employers as well and for the job seekers as well. Uh, I mean, it keep engaging on a real time, providing assistance, information, whatever they uh, they need. Also, they uh, they help uh, to uh, improve the overall website experience as well. Uh, and last but not the least, I would touch upon. Um, we use uh, the way like uh, in my uh, previous uh, in your previous question, which I answered. Like uh, we use uh, AI algorithms. Uh, to help us detect some kind of fraudulent activities as well, 
just to ensure like uh, integrity and security of the platform is being uh, maintained. Understood. And thank you so much for that detailed response. I think it would be terrific for, you know, our uh, audience to know just the kind of work analysis uh, and technology that goes into bringing a, a very vast offering of, you know, millions of job offers, etc. on one particular website. What exactly goes into that? It's 2.30. Uh, so moving from uh, that to something about infrastructure. Uh, InfoEdge has several platforms and all of them collectively cater to millions of customers. So could you te tell us a little bit about the kind of special technological provisions you have, you know, uh, you need to implement in your infrastructure? Such, a, such as with cloud management, servers, and network services. And in your tenure, have you experienced some unique infrastructural challenges that maybe you wouldn't have seen elsewhere? <laughs> Though we are not completely different from the industry, I mean, uh, the, we use the similar commodity hardwares uh, uh, in case for our uh, private cloud. Uh, we do have a presence on public cloud as well, but uh, it's a minuscule uh, in nature. Uh, I would say like how we are a little different or maybe like unique in terms of uh, uh, infrastructure uses. So I would say like uh, we are predominantly an open source uh, community shop. Uh, so we uh, the way like we consume the open source community uh, uh, source codes, we similarly keep contributing to the open source world as well, so that like somebody else in the world uh, can take the advantage of that. So I mean it's a it's a mutual uh, uh, agreement. Uh, but as far as uh, uh, the the question goes, like uh, we we mainly leverage our private cloud uh, especially for our production environment whereas like some of my uh, dr sites runs out of uh, public cloud uh, at this moment um, where uh, my private cloud is also uh, uh, also capable enough uh, for to handle the scalability uh, whatever the flexibility do we need um, we ensure like we use auto scaling for uh, traffic management during the peaks uh, and in case if we we cut off uh, few of the workloads during off peak periods uh, from a server and uh, network perspective uh, probably uh, uh, one thing which we ensure like uh, there should be a proper distribution of uh, network and application traffic across multi server uh, just to ensure like uh, there should not be a single server which is going to be overwhelmed or at the same time like there should not be a point of failure so uh, that way so the high high availability architecture is implemented just to ensure uh, or just to minimize the downtime uh, uh, in our services uh, from a security measure perspective i would say like uh, <clears throat> there are advanced uh, uh, security protocols which we followed. Uh, I had already answered some of them. Uh, just to ensure, like, uh, you know, uh, we should protect uh, users' data, maintain the privacy uh, information as well. And continuous monitoring and intrusion detection systems are already in place just to, uh, you know, identify uh, honey spots are there uh, just to identify and uh, uh, see, like, uh, uh, is there some kind of like fraudulent activity uh, somebody trying to do, uh, trying to poach upon? And uh, once we identify, we respond uh, promptly for such uh, threats. 
Uh, also, uh, if you need to talk about like uh, from a data backup or redundancy perspective, like uh, we implement the safeguard just to ensure we should not have any kind of data loss. Business continuity should be maintained uh, in the events of any system failures. We also uh, focus a lot on performance. I mean, that's that's the key for us. Uh, so we have to be uh, not only available, but at the same time, uh, optimally available for the users on all the platforms, what they, are, uh, they want us to be. So whether it is on desktop, uh, your mobile apps, uh, tabs, uh, uh, thin thin clients, wherever you want. So we, we ensure like we leverage uh, uh, CDN as much possible to deliver the optimized uh, web contents uh, and ensure like uh, <clears throat> these are uh, these uh, these are uh, uh, fast enough reliable uh, uh, in terms of uh, whenever users are even geographically distributed. Uh, then I need to talk touch upon a little bit on the uh, databases as well. So we utilize this as much uh, uh, possible scalable uh, database solution um, uh, to handle the growth of volume, uh, uh, whether you call it like, whether it's a SQL database, whether it's a NoSQL, I mean, both the kind of services uh, we, uh, we utilize internally, uh, just to ensure the services are optimally running uh, and users are uh, getting what they are, uh, expecting from a performance standpoint. At the same time, uh, I mean, I would also like to touch upon, which is the core, uh, is monitoring and analysis. I, uh, that's that's where like uh, we get to know, uh, we get to know like how we are performing or how our applications are performing uh, in the back. Uh, so advanced monitoring tool and analytics tools are already uh, in place. So wherever there is a little bit of here and there, like, uh, performance uh, you say like uh, glitch happened on a real time as well glitch in a sense like maybe like a uh, degradation of the performance uh, that time proactively there is a team notified uh, via the uh, proactive alerts uh, and the resolutions and the actions has been defined for that particular team to just ensure like performance should be optimal so in case if you need to auto scale scale down whatever may be the case like we uh, we try to follow all those things. So, I mean, all there is a hell lot of things like which which goes beyond. Starting to understand that, that there is right. a lot that goes into it because you have to ensure everything all at once. Protection, security, cybersecurity, data, preventing data loss and speed performance while also keeping up with changing customer taste. I think all of it adds together uh, for you to dispense the, your responsibilities. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of a lot of things uh, goes beyond at the same time. Understood. Uh, I would like to know from your perspective as the executive VP of technology, you because you play such a pivotal role in driving digital transformation in your organization. According to you, what does the future of IT look like in the internet platforms or pure play, pure play internet services companies, especially because people's needs and behaviors are changing and they're becoming increasingly complex? And do you see any possible challenges as digitalization and automation increases? <laughs> I mean, this is, this is a question like which, uh, which is uh, nowadays like a talk of the town. 
that what will be the future of uh, internet platforms so i mean uh, trust me the way like uh, we had seen and uh, our customers has demanded us so i would say like uh, future probably like uh, personalization is going to be uh, on the top uh, as always uh, because uh, 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 nowadays a term being used like hyper personalization what people call it um, and uh, when we say like hyper personalization means at that particular time you need to understand uh, uh, the complete uh, uh, user behavior uh, personalized recommendation uh, enhancing user experience uh, some of the predictive analysis showing market trends lot many things comes into this uh, uh, just to ensure like services are more uh and uh, this makes my uh, this uh, rather like uh, uh this rather helps or uh, makes the services more sophisticated uh, because like we need to uh, we need to keep providing these things on a real time basis so personalization or hyper personalization along with real time basis is is going to be key um a lot of ai integration and uh, automation integration uh, will come into the picture where uh, probably like uh, some of the i would say like uh, uh, humanly driven jobs will be taken over by ai driven chatbots uh, virtual assistants and rather not only jobs i mean some of the automated decision making processes also uh, start happening uh, just to enhance uh, efficiency in user engagement uh, so these are few things like which i i feel like uh, would uh, would be the future uh, uh, the edge computing is going to uh, kick in more because we had also started leveraging a lot of stats from edge computing uh, once the 5g connectivity is going to roll out um, and the network will become faster and more reliable uh, that will certainly unlock uh, unlock uh, i would say like new possibilities uh, of uh, uh, you know enhanced maybe uh, internet platforms or mobile applications whatever you call it uh, as far as uh, the second question goes like especially uh, from a challenge uh, perspective i would say like uh, see uh, uh, cyber security will always be on the top uh, no doubt about it uh, so the uh, risk of uh, sophisticated cyber security threats will keep on increasing and uh, at the same time like we need to keep the pace uh, along with them so that uh, we ensure like uh, our uh, users uh, personal information or rather like i would say any kind of information should be uh, safe and secure uh, so uh, there would be a constant innovation is required on that uh, uh, area uh, which is uh, security area uh, next thing is like uh, which probably i would say with jnai and couple of uh, other uh, large uh, uh, language models coming into the picture uh, the maybe a challenge or threat i would say like a little bit on ethical use of ai i would say because uh, uh, the way, absolutely because uh, i mean this is something like which we need to consider because the way like uh, you know organizations will uh, uh, start adopting it to protect uh, uh, information at the same time the bad actors will also make use of the similar technology, technology. to enhance yes. right 
so we just need to enhance uh, ensure like uh, you know that there should be fairness there should be transparency uh, whatever uh, models uh, people will build and uh, maybe whoever will consume uh, regulatory compliances are going to be very very critical and in, in all these uh, cases uh, with especially uh, dpdp now coming in uh, i mean a lot of stringent rules will come and at the same time in case of violations of such uh, uh, regulations uh, will comply on a lot of penalties so we need to be very very careful about uh, uh, how we can comply to those regulatory uh, compliances um another thing i would say like with chatbots and other stuff coming into uh, picture maybe probably uh, striking the right balance between automation and human touch uh, in user interaction would be crucial uh, so uh, how much context we can add so that like you know uh, the bot should uh, behave like a human uh, and take some of the decisions uh, may not be very critical ones but at least like uh, the common ones mm -hmm. so the focus would be there uh what else uh, i think uh, finally i would say like uh, maybe uh, with all these things uh, the key is uh, uh, the talent so maybe like the demand of skilled it professionals will grow uh, and it's uh, great news for the people seeking roles in businesses like yours absolutely i mean both ways i mean uh, but at the same time like you know people need to start uh, at this moment upskilling themselves because some of the uh, what we call it like a, a redundant jobs may may uh, dip down a bit uh, because uh, maybe like bot and rest of the things may take over uh, that gives an advantage uh, for people as well to uh, you know upskill themselves and uh, uh, maybe be competitive uh, in the market Thank you so much for that response. Uh, really detailed look at what the future of IT looks like in this business. And you shed light on some very relevant points, especially AI, edge computing. Uh, and definitely we are also, you know, looking forward to seeing how things play out in the market and how they play out with companies uh, who are oriented towards improving technology and thus improving the lives of their consumers. Uh, yeah, that brings me to the end of this episode of uh, CIO Leadership Live. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for sharing insights into your role um, and for sharing all the various technological innovations that you are undertaking and spearheading uh, to, first of all, uh, contribute to people's life in such a personal way, because I think trying to find a job, trying to find a house, trying to find the right partner, you've got services on all these fronts. So you're deeply and personally involved in the lives of your uh, consumers, your customers, um, and you're trying to do right by them, trying to safeguard their information while also trying to help them achieve these milestones in life. Uh, so that's, uh, it's a really noble way of doing, of conducting your responsibility. So thank you so much for sharing this with us. No problem. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for providing me this platform. Thank you. Uh, and I'd like to thank all of our viewers for watching. Uh, until next time, this is Kirat Attar signing off from this episode of CIO Leadership Live.